the all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. And Toolmart, the complete tool centre, serving WA for over 40 years. This is Sports Day. Just don't forget, uh, on Thursday midnight, double demerits apply. That is midnight Thursday until midnight Monday. We have got a long weekend here in Perth and throughout Western Australia. Uh, And you could be in trouble for drink or drug driving, not wearing a seatbelt or running a red light. Get caught and you could lose your licence twice as fast. Double demerits apply from midnight Thursday night. By the way, have you heard about a great prize giveaway? Beaumont Tiles is giving away a trip for two to American football's biggest game. It's worth over $70,000. All you need to do is just shop in-store at Beaumont's before November 12th you're in with a chance to win. And what a prize that'll be. TNCs do apply. All right, as we look ahead to the preliminary finals that are coming up uh, this weekend, a lot of excitement uh, centering around Carlton. A lot of excitement centering around GWS as well, because uh, heading into these prelim finals, many thought that possibly Collingwood and Brisbane with that week's buy and what they achieved in uh, the weekend before in those qualifying finals, getting direct passage to the prelim final, would be in the best position to maybe contest the season decider uh, the following week. But on the back end of impressive showings by GWS against Port Adelaide last week and that last gasp win by Carlton over Melbourne, all of a sudden people are starting to think, could we see the Blues in the Premiership decider? After what was a very shaky first half of the season when there were calls for maybe even their coach Michael Voss to move on, how things have changed for Carlton. And now the Carlton bandwagon is full. It's like one of those Indian trains where everybody hangs off uh, just to get involved. So it's a bit like that. Now, Matt Clappe is one of two Western Australians that played in Carlton's 1995 AFL Grand Final. It was a big year for the Blues. They won the Grand Final by 61 points. Carlton's 16th Premiership making him the most successful club in the league's history. And that also marked Carlton's 16th consecutive win. It was a big year. And part of that was Matt Clapper. He joins us on the program now. Matt, thanks for your time. Nice to you. How's life treating you? Yeah, look, not too bad. Not too bad at all. Um, Obviously, this time of year, footy season, it's uh, going great at the moment. And you know, no doubt following the Blues, uh, I suppose it brings back great memories to see uh, Carlton back in the finals firstly in a decade and so close to possibly getting into a grand final. I gather it, it does bring back memories of that special day back in 1995. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it's uh, been a long, long time since um, I win in the grand final, obviously. Um, talked to a number of young Carlton supporters who weren't alive then. <laughs> very old. Uh, um, yeah, it's uh, coming down to the wire. Um, Saturday will be an interesting game. Matt, we're looking at yourself. Uh, you had your first chance at AFL football with the West Coast Eagles. Uh, you were a halfback flanker and one that was very good. You played your waffle football with East Perth but you were delisted after three seasons. Of course, in 92, you played there right through to 1994. The Eagles, as we know, they were premiership years in 92, 94. How difficult was it to get and become a regular 
in that West Coast Eagles team in the early 90s? Yeah, well, they were very strong. Um, a number of players that I uh, I sat on the sidelines with uh, went on to to play good football at other other AF, AFL clubs, sort of a, like a Jason Heatley and Matt Connell, all these guys, um, and, and a number of others, obviously, that, that were struggling to try and break break our way in. So, yeah, it was frustrating in a way, but um, you're playing AFL football, which was your dream growing up, that's for sure. Saying that, what was it like being on the sidelines watching the Eagles win the premierships in 92 and 94? Um, I had a, a reasonable back half of the year, 92. I drafted and played as Mr Malthouse did most of the times um, in the waffle. So usual, usually recruits played their first year um, playing in the, in the waffle in the twos, apart from, I think, Glenn Jakovic, who was... Obviously, stamped his authority and made him pick him in the in the in the seniors. But it was um, yeah, look, it was it was tough tough time. But I had a good back half of the year. I broke broke my arm at the start of the year and and got back with an arm guard and had uh, had a good few games. So I ended up probably about the third emergency, fourth emergency for the grand final. So I was in Melbourne for it with the team. Um, but there was a number of boys who uh, were in front of me. If, Someone fell over, and probably the, the one that missed out, who was uh, probably most unlucky, was David Hines that year. Mm. Played a magnificent game the week before, and then um, and then Monkey Brennan had to come back into the side. So, so Hines he missed out after a fantastic game the week before. So yeah, it was a bit tough. It would have been tough. It's amazing how many of these stories have been replicated over the years. Uh, when you look at yourself, uh, and we've seen Blake Acres who got to- shown the door by Fremantle at the end of last season. Look what he's done at Carlton. And it's almost similar to yourself in some ways because in your first year in 92 at the Eagles, you only played the nine games. You played 14 in 93. And, of course, in 94, you played six. And there was a bit of injuries concern. But then you got the opportunity to go to Carlton. How did that come about? Did David Parkin, who was the coach of the Blues, actually approach you to come and join them? Um, we, we actually um, were coming out of contract. Uh, West Coast were were happy to sort of say, look, we can sign you up again for next year and you'll do a similar thing. Um, if someone gets injured, you potentially come in and in the meantime play at East Perth. But I've done a number of years doing that. So I uh, then wife and I just said, well, why don't we just go into the draft and see what happens. If we don't get picked up, then we just play out history at, at East Perth and, and enjoy doing that. Um, so that was that was basically what we did, put ourselves into the draft, um, spoke to probably Adelaide more than anyone. We had jobs lined up and things like that if they were going to pick us up. Um, had one conversation with the Blues and looking back, I think it was probably more Ken Judge who was, um, was assistant coach at the time mm. who coached East from Annal and probably seen me play at East Perth a fair bit. I would probably put it down to him and obviously the recruiters over there, but I think he might have had a bit more influence than anyone to get us across there. 
And I know that David Parkin always had a very high regard with uh, the late Ken Judge uh, from their days at Hawthorne. So I gather any recommendation that Judgey made to Parko would have been taken on board. And that was certainly uh, what happened with Matt Clapper. Because you played 23 games that year after struggling to get a regular game with the West Coast. In 1995, you played 23 games in what was one of Carlton's biggest and strongest ever teams it was just an amazing transformation for you, wasn't it? Yeah, I suppose it was just um, opportunity. I think uh, a couple of those players I mentioned before, Matt Connell goes to Adelaide and, and plays exceptionally well, BNFs and premierships and things like that as well. So just that opportunity, there was a, a hole. So very lucky to, to find a, a position on the ground and had a couple of good games early, which held my spot for a while. Um, but, yeah, it was was amazing for us, my wife and I, going across there. First game, you, you play Carlton Collingwood at the G with 95,000 people. It was just unbelievable. And then the, the whole year panning out to, to be the way it was, again, just a, a dream come true and then finishing with the, with the grand final at the end. One of your big games that year in 1995, I think it was against Adelaide in Melbourne, where you kicked seven straight goals. Was that probably the highlight of your career, certainly for the Blues? Um, I think grand final win was definitely the highlight, but certainly um, from a goal-kicking perspective, yeah, seven straight was, was great. It's one of those people, you, when you play, I come off the ground and couldn't really tell you how many kicks I got or how many handballs. I used to have to go and watch a video to, uh, to sort of work out how good a game you had. You knew you sort of played well. Um, I think I could ask how many I kicked as we are walking off the ground. I, I didn't know, uh, which I know you probably find that surprising, but uh, I knew there was a few there, that's for sure. Um, but, yeah, look, it was great. That was um, just one out of the box. You ended up at the right place at the right time and was certainly something I worked on goal kicking because, um, you know, not a prolific ball getter, but if you could walk off the ground with your two, maybe three goals a game, you you generally held your spot and that was probably what I was looking at, trying to hold my spot week in week out. Well you had four seasons at Carlton, tell us how big a club this is when it's going well like it is this season, uh, we know about Collingwood, we know about Richmond, we've seen what's emulated there, but Carlton is very much just as big in Melbourne town isn't it? Yeah look it's one of the big big clubs obviously uh, the other two you mentioned there at Essendon um, but they've been starved probably a bit for, uh, for success over a number of years now. I think we probably see it a little bit more here. We've got a, a really big uh, contingent of supporters here in WA, which is fantastic. Um, one of those things growing up, I didn't have a real uh, a VFL side or um, growing up, my father didn't play footy. But I used to try and just watch WA players that went across there. And obviously there's a fair few that played for Carlton as well. Um, so... Coming back here again, there's uh, yeah, a big supporter group and a supporter base. And um, you probably see it now with all the success, everyone running around the place in Carlton scarves and hats. And yeah, there's a real bubble about, that's for sure. And the club were over there a couple of weeks ago just to watch the, the Sydney game. And uh, went, went to the club and had a bit of a tour around. And there was people there everywhere. And the merchandise shop was doing very, very well. <laughs> 
Uh, what about Carlton? Uh, a lot of people have jumped on the bandwagon. You're a premiership player, and that cannot be looked down on. A premiership player for the Carlton Footy Club is a great honour. Matt, can they go all the way? What are your general feeling about the 2023 version? Look, they've, uh, they've played some great periods of football in games. They probably haven't really strung a whole game together, which I think they're going to need, need to do this week. Um, history shows that they don't play that well up in Brisbane. Um, but again, the uh, playing finals, a young, young team, they're going well, confident at the moment. Once you're there and playing, um, anything can happen. So fingers crossed. Um, that they get the job done. I think you've got to start. I think someone was saying they've got to start start well up there and try and silence the crowd. But just watching the GWS game on the weekend, they don't actually need a crowd if you uh, if you're basically playing as a team and and really uh, all all out there for the one goal, which I know they are. So yes, fingers crossed they get over the line and then we're uh, we're into a grand final, which would be fantastic. And as we let you go, what would it mean to have a Collingwood Carlton grand final this year? It'll be just, it'll be just crazy, won't it? I think it, being in Melbourne, as I said a couple of weeks ago, was just going crazy there. The, the town itself. There was obviously a number of games of footy in Melbourne that weekend. Um, to have a Carlton Collingwood grand final, well, I think there'd be there'd be people sitting in the Yarra what trying to. Listen to the listen to the game and and try and get a vantage point, but um, it would definitely go off. Um, I think it's probably our perfect scenario, um, and I think the AFL would would love that as well with um, some of the big clubs back involved in a grand final. Fantastic, Matt Clappe. It's been lovely to reconnect. Uh, how's life treating you, family? Uh, you got any? Kids that maybe could follow in Dad's footsteps. I've got a son and a daughter. They're 24 and 22 now. Um, son, he didn't mind playing a bit of football, but he's he's into a bit of distance running now. And mm-hmm. daughter's playing netball, but in the back of her mind, she may want to have a run around footy-wise. But um, she's uh, she's netball and going very well with that at the moment. So, um, other than that, I just grow old. <laughs> I've, had a, I've had a look at your birth date actually you were born a day before me in may but i'm 10 years older mate go. so there you go so there you go i'm the old codger <laughs> uh, good on you matt lovely to talk to you again mate and congratulations that's something that nobody can take away from you two west australians played in that 1995 premiership for carlton it was earl spalding who i spoke to last week actually and yourself matt clap eh? well done mate and uh great to see All that right, life's treating you well thanks for your time Thanks very much. Good. Matt Clapper, you joining us, uh, who played, as I mentioned, in that premiership and went on to do some great things for Carlton, particularly his first year in 1995. As I mentioned, he played 23 games, kicked 31 goals, including seven in one game, and uh, just couldn't get in to the West Coast Eagles lineup uh, in those three years when the Eagles were so dominant, and they certainly were. And I think Mick Moldas actually said when they actually released Matt Clapper. He said, I just hope he doesn't come back and bite us on the bum.
Uh, he did that to 1995. For more reports, he had a couple of good games against the West Coast Eagles. All right, just for the good oil for Cobram Estate, premium Australian extra virgin olive oil, just some of the headlines here is that the Perth Wildcats have stood down Corey Webster from this afternoon's preseason game against Adelaide. Jimmy, has that uh, got underway? That should be pretty close to getting underway if it's not underway at the moment. So we'll bring you up to date uh, with that as well. Uh, Cobram Estate, by the way, Australia's most awarded extra virgin olive oil grown, harvested and first cold-pressed in northern Victoria. For Polaris, Australia's number one selling side-by-side brand. We're talking about GWS. Uh, They're taking on, as we know, Collingwood in Friday night's preliminary final. And there's Adam Kingsley on the challenge of playing Collingwood in front of around about 90,000 fans. We focus on our expectations and our opportunities rather than external expectations. Okay, well... We know they're hard to win and no one thought we'd be here, so let's make the most of it. Well, no, we're here. So, and we're playing really good footy and we think we can compete against any team in the league, you know, particularly the, the, the final three teams uh, remaining. Um, so let, let's let's have a go and, and see if we can take our opportunity. Let's just play the way that we play and see where it takes us because we have great confidence and belief in the way that we play and the people that we have um, can take us there. So... I mean, it remains to be seen whether that could be successful or not. We've got a massive challenge against, you know, the best team in the comp on Friday night who last time we were down at the G playing and beat us by 11 goals or so. So, um, you know, we're not naive to the challenge that awaits us, but we're certainly very confident in the way that we can play and know that if we play our very best football, then we can compete. Good on him. Adam Kingsley, uh, certainly looking to be now coach of the year in his first year at GWS. It was talking about Ross Lyon, but I reckon he's uh, jumped over Ross Lyon as coach of the year, in my opinion. Harry Mackay, he's given an update on his fitness ahead of Carlton's game on Saturday night. Uh, it should be a beauty as well. Uh, uh, regarding on the Ben and Harry podcast, uh, an update here, Harry Mackay on his fitness. For the first couple of days, yeah, yeah it's um, not a great feeling. You're yeah, a little bit headachey, and um, I think the best way to describe it is just you're not quite right mm. um, for a couple of days, and then yeah, you take it pretty easy. But um, after yeah, two or three days, you kind of start to feel normal again. And then it was just overnight. I think it was maybe day three or four. Everything just clicked, mm. and you felt pretty good again. So yeah, I was lucky that I responded pretty well and bounced out of it yeah as good as possible. So yeah, it's all tracking really well. Back full training this week, and um, all going well. I'll be all good to play. So, Harry Mackay, we look forward to the selections actually on Thursday night. Just from the Tempera Bedshed text machine, 0487 736 736. By the way, that sports update, thanks to Polaris. Their plate clearance deals are on now. Save $2,000 on the range of 1,000 EPS, plus get $1,000 free accessories. I said regarding pickleball a bit early at the top of the program, uh, the fact that Eugenie Bouchard, the Canadian tennis player, is now taking it up. Uh, Pete, fun fact, SEN's Cam Luke at one stage tried to get the Australian licence for pickleball. That's regards from Greg. Good on you, Greg. Alex says regarding a Tim Cale's son who's just been signed up by the Brisbane Raw, the 18-year-old, and will be playing in the A-League this season. I said about sort of, uh, sort of siblings that have excelled uh, on the back end of the pressure of their father or mother. Uh, Peter, the Brutons... Polly Farmer's boy, and, of course, Tim and Joe Watson. That's a good combination. Earl and George Spaulding, certainly from the Perth Football Club. Good on you, Alex. Uh, thanks for that. Lee says, hi, Pete and team. 
father and son, Golf Tiger Woods, and his son, Charlie Woods. And congratulations to Matt Rosa, yes, on being appointed the AFL Talent and Operations Manager at the Bombers. Wish him all the best, that Lisa from Ellenbrook. Yeah, good on uh, to Matt Rosa. Uh, he's ended up there at the Bombers as we're after spending time at the West Coast Eagles and the Gold Coast Suns. All right, uh, after the break... We're going to come back and find out what's happening in the cricket world because today was the official launch for the West Australian Cricket Association for this season. WA Cricket sits on top of the tree in all three formats, Sheffield Shield, uh, the Big Bash, uh, the Marsh Cup, which is the ODI competition. So I'm going to speak to Kate Harvey after the break and I need to ask him the question because there's been some murmurings about Cameron Green, the star all-rounder, regarding the Big Bash. We, he missed a lot of it last season with injury for the Perth Scorchers. But it appears that the Brisbane Heat are making a serious play for him. Will he end up at the Heat? I'll ask Kate Harvey that question next here on Sports Day WA. Don't go away. We'll be back with Kate after the break.